All right, so you're thinking is like, why wasn't there a podcast last week? I mean, it's a natural question for those that listen on a regular basis. They they tune in, they go to wherever you get your podcast. And, and as you look at the library and the history, you'll notice there's a two-week gap. And you're like, so what happened last week? Was was Pete getting Botox? Was Dame hair plugs? Hair plugs yeah. Was uh, Kristen out doing what she does, achieving all these things? Like what was going on? And the reality was I messed up and we didn't record. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, fortune favors the brave. Now I just tried to think of something interesting to say there. <laughs> Will you ever think, Kristen, of the phrase fortune favors the brave the same post Matt Damon Bitcoin commercial? Um, I haven't seen it. Nope. Oh, what? what is going I'm sorry. on? I'm the sorry. Generational gap I'm... is widening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dame, will you ever think of the phrase "fortune favors the brave" uh, the same since the Matt Damon Bitcoin commercial? Was it brave or bold? I can't oh, remember. Fa- uh, fortune f- favors the brave. Okay, yeah, brave. Uh, I I think I will just always tie that to the thing. If if you would have bought like ten thousand dollars of it when that commercial aired, <laughs> it would have been worth like a buck fifty right now. <laughs> amazing oh how fortunate um hello jeremiah jeremiah i have got bad news for you today buddy (laughs) i got a hard out at the top of the hour uh andy good morning good to see you um kristen last weekend did everything go the way you wanted it to everyone's waiting to know no it did not so So maybe this this weekend weekend, this weekend is the time this Maybe. is the weekend. You've put in the work. That's the thing. Yeah, but, you know, it, sometimes things just don't work out, you know? Well, it can't be taken away from you, though. You put in the work. You did everything you were supposed to, and it just didn't work out. So you give it another shot. I appreciate the pep talk. And in the words of the talented Mr. Ripley, fortune favors the brave. All right, Dame, <laughs> on the show this week, have you ever seen the talented Mr. Ripley, Kristen? No. Is that one with Jude Law? Yes. And Jude Law is somebody very, beats the snot out of somebody with an don't oar. Ruin it. Yes, oh, with an oar. Um, was I alive? That's okay. what I always ask. That's okay. Was, okay, let's. Do this. I will say. Jude, yeah, that's, that's a, a fair question. question. Uh, I'm looking right now. Um, I would assume 1999. You were alive in 1999. I was. I was barely alive. <laughs> I will note um, Jude Law is ridiculously good looking in the talented Mr. Ripley. Tanned, trim. Quaffed. Listening. Yeah, check it out. Listening. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's start the show. We're starting with a game called Would You Rather the Financial Edition, correct? Indeed. All right. And uh, of course, everyone can weigh in on uh, the uh, the comments here. I feel like there was a housekeeping note I wanted to note on here. Do you remember what it was, Dame? Was there nope. something I was going to share? No, I'm just chuckling at jeremiah's comment <laughs> jeremiah notes <laughs> waiting on podcasts to come out just as reliable as when dad goes out for cigarettes oh that's sad. <laughs> Jeremiah, amazing okay let's do this darn thing as the kids say do 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 uh so ali and i share oh uh ali and i share a pandora account Mm. So, uh, but only one person can listen at a time. So mm-hmm. when she's getting ready in the mornings is right when I'm usually writing or something here at the office. And so my music will shut off 
and it'll say someone else is listening. And this morning I was writing and, and, and I, I hit her up and I was like, Hey, I'm listening. And she said, dad, I need four more minutes of SZA. She, she, she needed four more minutes of SZA. And it just made me laugh. And I said, okay, I can't argue with that. You get after it. That's funny. No, funny. I don't even know who that is. So man. Okay. SZA S Z A S Z A. Needs more vowels. I'm not with the cools. I agree. Oh, hey, Joe. Hello. Here we go. Three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here is how the show works. Email us. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. That's ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. And here's what will happen. I don't know. We might talk about your topic or we might pick a much better one. And this week we do just that. And by we, I mean yes in French. And I also mean we as in Damien Dunn, Vice President of Advice here at Your Money Online. Uh, hola, Damien. Hola. And bonjour to Kristen Alanius, uh, the, uh, what do we call you? The director of education, educate man, education magnate. Hello. Hello. I don't know. I don't know. Um, this week on the show, we play everyone's favorite game show, and that is called Would You Rather? The Financial Edition. That's what we're playing. Okay. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I like. I I know this is a radio show, and and, and there's no visuals, but the way we record the show is I can see both Kristen and Damien's faces <laughs> from their own studios, and they looked rather unimpressed with that sound effect. Like their faces didn't move, and then I felt the embarrassment going through their their bodies. So it's with that, Dame. Set up how we're playing this game. Uh, can I make a request, by the way, before we get started? Can you, sure, can you get I mean, a, like a, a, an applause uh, uh, sound that you could, instead of going with voice sounds, just go, th- that way when you're introing a, a segment or a game, you have that studio audience behind? Um, let me see if I can pull that off. I think I've got it right here. <clears throat> Hold on for a second. Um, Look at you producing the show. Yeah, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Uh, okay. Just give me a moment. And, uh, and and we can do it, okay? So you sure. get started, explain the concept, right. and I will get some applause. All right, here we go. Uh, the concept, everybody's played the game, would you rather, probably, and with rather um, uh, potentially you know, awkward questions, maybe even uh, risque questions occasionally if you're a teenage boy. Uh, however, we are playing the financial edition of Would You Rather. We're going to be looking at some <clears throat> very interesting scenarios and Frankly, Pete and Kristen are going to have to pick the best of those two options, and then I will be the voice of reason. If I need to break a tie, I will do that, or I'll just tell them both they're wrong, if they are both indeed wrong. All right, uh, Pete, you are still working away. Are we, are you prepared to... I'm prepared. I'm working it out. I'm good. Play the, play the first round of financial Would You Rather. All right, here we go. Would you rather take a unsecured personal loan or a home equity loan unsecured personal loan or home equity loan i mean age before beauty so um that means i go first right wait how do we do this kristen you go first no yeah no that was good um so tough uh I think for me personally, and I'll explain it after Pete, you give your answer, I might do the home equity loan, but I think for most scenarios, I would say the personal loan. 
Okay. Okay. Pete, the ball is in your court. Can I ask a follow-up question? Like how no. much money? Oh, it doesn't work. Is that not how the game show works? <laughs> Don't I'm, ruin I mean, the game. You can, but I have every right to say no. I uh, personal loan. Per, personal loan. I mean, the interest rates are going to be higher, mm-hmm. but I feel like the risk of catastrophe is lower. So I'm going to go with personal loan. Kristen, would you care to uh, give some explanation behind your answer? Sure. So for someone like me, I know that my personality is that I need some additional push. So if I found myself in a position where I needed to eliminate that liability, I think that if it was a personal loan, I would feel less pressure to get myself out of that position. Is it a risky move? Absolutely it is. But for in, like my personality specifically, I think it would be a calculated risk. But by and large, I would agree that the personal loan would be what I would pick. How much do we know how much higher interest rates are on personal loans than a home equity loan? I mean, is it a couple point gap or is it is it more than that? I'm not sure. I haven't. I think it's more, uh, than, that. Think it's more than a couple, though. I I would be. I would think it's probably like four to five, but I'm I'm just making speculation at that point. Okay. I by the the correct answer, by the way, is personal loan. Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Uh, next next question: balance transfer or a loan from a family member to get credit card debts under control. Oh, that's a good one. That's hard. Wait, can I go first this time? Balance transfer Mm -hmm. or a loan from... Oh. I got to go with balance transfer. I think balance transfer... Oh, but both of the where where I maybe can I I had to give my explanation later probably because we had to get the answers out. Uh, I, I'm going balance transfer, Dame or uh, Kristen. What do you got? I don't like family member loans that almost ever, so I I would probably pick the balance transfer. Yeah, I for me both of them are or are, are a dangerous exhale, you know, where you're just like, mm-hmm. whoo, solve that debt problem, but you didn't. You didn't. You really kicked the can down the road. I will say that like consistent and constant and perpetual balance transfers are one of my bugaboos. They like they they really bother me. And I feel like it's the ultimate in thinking you're solving a problem when you're actually not. And so um I don't think people think they're solving a problem when they borrow money from family or friends, but they compromise themselves in a different way, you know? Yeah, I think uh, the balance transfer can be the starting point for solving an issue or getting getting a little momentum going if you are committed to a plan to get rid of that debt. But otherwise, if you're just using it to relieve some stress, you are apparently running a vacuum in the background. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> I'm there. trying to get the laughter soundtrack up, and it well, just, that, that did was not the... work. Yeah. Uh, it, I would rather do the balance transfer than the personal loan. Clearly, uh, is there okay? So maybe can can we deviate just for a moment here? Is there sure. any scenario that a personal lo- a loan from a family member makes sense? I mean, I feel like we've dabbled in this before, but can we give an example? Kristen's Ugh. not in her head, so that just yes. you can't nod your head and then not give an example. <laughs> Sorry, Kristen, you, um, you clearly have something at the tip of your brain here. What? is the perfect example of when to borrow money from family. 
Well, I there was a situation where I loaned money to someone and I don't know how to give any more details of that without like giving something away. But um, in the situation that I was in, we had a really good relationship. This person had a plan to repay. Um, they just literally through no fault of their own needed some cash that they didn't have access to immediately. Um, and it was like, it worked out really well. <laughs> there we go. Excellent. There we I go. did it. I did it. <laughs> Oh, someday I'll do great things. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, Dame, we do not have time for one more of these. We're going to do after the break. We will pick up where we left off on would you rather. These are tricky so far. Are they all debt ridden or are they not? No, they, they. I think they get trickier actually. Seriously? Yeah. Yes. All right. They get trickier. Um Dame, a, a quick note. I, I know our contest for the year of stock picks has you saying Twitter would be the biggest loser of the year, right? Yeah. I mean, are you? We we do not. Uh, of course, we're upset for all the layoffs going on at Twitter for for those families. Um, do you officially win that category? Like, how are we? How do we even get our head around that? That's a fair question. All right, so we need to consider that in the next month and a half yeah. because we're going to have to have a winner of the, who's the biggest loser. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Speaking of, coming up after the break, uh, more of Would You Rather. That's right here on the uh, Pete the Planner Radio Network, which is a thing I, I just made up. It is not a thing. But thanks for joining us. We'll be back with more of Would You Rather right after this. Congrats on the worst outro in the history of the radio show, Peter. I thought it was pretty aggressive starting the outro at eight minutes. <laughs> oh this is gonna be good and so we can I do like all sorts it. of things the next question on would you rather excellent and i can read it okay how about we got bachelor number two That was a little hot. Did it seem yeah. like hot? Oh my gosh. Yeah. My just a skosh. Just a skosh. Um, good game, hard game. And now I'm nervous that the next ones are going to be worse. I think yep. you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. I like this game. Are any uh, equity centric? Are they? Uh, do we get any equities? Uh, some savings slash investing ones. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I was having a conversation this week with a friend from college about college because um, now we have kids that are starting to look at college. And we we're talking about a particular college that prices their education around $57,000 a year, um, but relatively easily, you can get that under 20. And I was like, why don't they just list that? Why not go big in the marketplace and say, we're not going to mess around with your money. This is what it costs to go here. Are they in fear of losing prestige or do they get some people to pay top dollar and they're afraid of losing that? Like, what's the deal? 
That kind of reminds me, I don't know, it was probably a decade ago, but do you remember when JCPenney had like a new CEO and they did like, we're not doing coupons anymore. These are just the prices and that did not last very long. So there must be some kind of marketing genius behind that, that I don't understand. That's interesting. You don't remember no, that? No. How, how are we to a point where I don't remember something? Was I not born yet? <laughs> were you alive, Pete? <laughs> By, by the way, you're the only person in their 20s that in the history of the world has ever made a JCPenney reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't think there's a JCPenney within 20 miles of Carmel, so I'm... I thought they're out where, of business, aren't they? Where do you think Midwestern families get their Christmas pictures taken? That's a great Not, question. Uh, f- downtown by the carousel. Mm, that's a valid point. Against a brick wall in a public park in Carmel. Yeah. In Carmel. Okay. Um, One of the five dozen roundabouts on 116th Street. uh, I'm going to bring the show back uh, better than I took it out. And we're going to pick right up with the game show. And uh, coworker Ashley notes there is a J.C. Penoir in Castleton. In Castleton. All right. Thank you, Ashley. Whatever. Okay. All right. Here we go. In uh, three, two, uh, one. Back on the Pete Planner Show, uh, joining us, uh, if, if you are joining us, I should say, uh, for the first time in this week's show, we're playing a little game that the locals like to call, Would You Rather the Financial Edition? Our host is Damian Dunn. Damian, let's take it away. Thanks, Peter. Our next question for our two contestants, Kristen and Peter. Would you rather buy a used car or lease a new one if the payment is equal? Okay, so th- see, this has got me wanting to ask follow-up questions. No. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Oh, okay. Um, do we know how long the purchase contract is, or is is that the part of the question? Like, you're not going to... Three-year lease, five-year repayment on the used. Oh, you made it even harder. I'm going, f- I'm going buy the used car, five-year, same payment. Kristen? I'm going with the lease. I mean, we talked about it, I don't know, last week or the week before. I just I, I just am a little risk adverse. And I think that that's a calculated, less risky move for a lot of people right now. Kristen, Damien, I, believe there, I believe there would still be some risk involved knowing that you're going to have to do something in three years with the end of the lease. Yeah, but you might have to, that used car might not make it three years. Well, buy a good used car. Buy a, well, I'm not going to name names, but buy, buy a good used car. What is a good used car? <laughs> you, are the, you are the car guy on our show here. What is a, a good yeah, used a, car? A, a Toyota. But go buy a used Toyota and it will run for ever, essentially. Yeah, this this isn't. I mean, this was like like what last week's topic. But since that show didn't get recorded because I'm a noob, uh, no one heard it. Yeah. But yeah, I, last week our takeaway was like now could actually be a reasonable time to lease a car. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why on this question I went straight to buy because it's the payment was the same. I think that's why I changed. I specifically made sure the payment was equal just to make you think a little bit harder on that one. Because typically <laughs> the payment's not going to be the same nope. because, you know, let's say that in your example, it's a, a you're leasing a new $40,000 car. You would be buying, and I'm, uh, the math's not going to work here, but like a $22,000 car to make mm-hmm. the payment the same. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mm. it's it's a it's a brain teaser. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, next on Would You Rather. Here we go. Hold on. I've got to get the music on. Uh-huh. Right now, would you use emergency savings or a 0% offer for a home repair like a water heater? I want everyone to sit on this one for a little bit. Ah. Kristen, you go first. I think that I would probably prefer to hold the cash considering where we're at. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not normally in favor of a 0% offer, but I, I think again, given where we're at, I might lean toward 0%. Judges. (laughs) I would say, I would say by paying cash, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. As some people say, I I I was gonna say the kids, but the kids definitely don't say that, right? I thought you were gonna say Matt Damon in his next uh, Bitcoin commercial. Oh my gosh! Fortune favors the brave, Kristen. Um, the answer to this question is use the emergency fund. Use the emergency. Fund. That's what it's for. We're in a recession. Um, but I have an emergency fund. What's more of an emergency than uh, having an appliance break? Yeah, but maybe this comes back to the behavior and I like to f- almost like force myself to make good decisions. So if I have like this 0% like monthly payment type deal, I might be more inclined to do that versus immediately replenish my emergency savings account. And maybe that's, maybe I'm a little biased. <laughs> You know, I, I will say one of the things that has driven me the crazy craziest in my career, and it, it was a I, I can't tell you too much of the details of the story, but I was sitting with this couple at, talking about their finances, going through the finances, asking about debt, and the and the guy was very like, oh, we're fine, we don't need, we don't need it, and and it got to this place where he's like, oh, but we do have eighty thousand dollars in zero percent interest uh, um, loans, and I was like. Dude, you have eighty thousand dollars in debt. Just because it's a zero percent, you're like you're getting tricked here. And he's like, "Yeah, but it's a zero percent." He's like, "I'm like, no, no, no. You owe the world eighty thousand dollars." He's like, "I don't see it that way." And I'm like, "Well, you know, I don't tell how you how to, and that you know, you know, do his job." I know. I would love to say, "Well, how do you see it?" But that just spirals into more craziness. I mean, I guess, Kristen, to your point, you get a little bit of flexibility there. You can make payments, and then when things improve, you can move money over. I don't know. What if you paid the zero percent out of your emergency fund month by month? That, well, that's—I mean, yeah—that's that, what I would. I was assuming that, a person would do, Kristen. I assume that's what you assume. Would a person would assume? Yeah, assume that is what I would assume. I just—I feel very cautious about depleting any cash right now but i'm also i'm a worrier by nature so maybe the two of you aren't as worried as me oh i worry all the time (laughs) do you think these bald heads come with security why do you think we have no hair oh i thought it was the opposite (laughs) don't ask two bald men if they worry yeah we used to yeah like but here's what i worry about my wife gets sick of me and i have to take this bald head out into the marketplace and, and, and find companionship that's what worries me, Kristen. That's fair. 
I, nowadays, though, Pete, the bald heads are much more accepted. I think it's the faces that we have to worry about. Yeah. Look at this face, Kristen. <laughs> I can't take this face out and, and, and find companionship. I'm going to have to find it online in the metaverse. The metaverse, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Start, work, start working on your metamoji or whatever they're going to be called. Uh, all right, Dame, how many uh, do we have left in the, uh, the would you rather? I have three more. Okay, here we go. Next question. For adequately contributing to your 401k, would you rather put additional savings in a Roth IRA or an HSA? Oh. Oh. um okay (laughs) this is a tough one i feel like i'm up first on this one yeah Mm -hmm. roth roth and in in and i'm i'm based in this on my age and circumstances i've got uh kids that i could use it for college (sighs) we are relatively healthy other than uh, my aesthetic um, so I'm going Roth. Kristen? I'm sorry. Um, I think this one's really tough, but in the world that we live in where medical care seems to increase exponentially, I'm leaning toward HSA, but it's so hard because the Roth IRA used to be my like favorite product ever or like favorite vehicle ever, but I think if push comes to shove, I might choose the HSA right now. Anyway, Dame, um, you're not the tiebreaker. I mean, but you you are the authority in all things, including vehicles. What uh, <laughs> what say you? I really struggle with this one. I I've probably answered it both ways twice before the show started, and I'm right now. I'm leaning towards HSA. I, I really think that is probably the most advantageous location for specifically for my family right now in our circumstances. But I, I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. Honestly, I mean, you're, you're picking between two, two winners. Just make sure you're putting that money away. (laughs) All right. Coming up after the break, here's what we're going to do. We are going to, we have two more to go, Dame on would you rather? Yes. Two more. Financial, would you rather? This is a well thought out game. Clearly, someone put time into this radio show this year, and I appreciate that because it certainly wasn't me. All right, coming back, would you rather right here on the Pete the Planner show? Dame, this is well done. This is wait, is this Kristen's game? Who came this up? Is with Chris, Kristen's idea. We came up with the uh, she, I don't know, it's about 50 50 on the the uh, the would you rathers. I came yes. up with another one here. Yeah, Ooh. do you? There's one that we couldn't come up with a good like um a good other. Or, yeah. Yeah, but I really wanted to figure out a way to use it. Give me the front end and see if I let's see if I can contribute to the show this week. All right. It's an right. arm. Oh, okay. Okay. Would you rather take an arm or a leg? Or... Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me think about that for a second, because I think that'd be an interesting one to add. I, I agree. That's a really good one. Okay, here we go. Arm or don't buy the house or re- continue to rent. All right. That's why I get paid the big bucks. This is why me... my name is all over billboards. Oh. Oh, guys, can I share something with you? 
I suppose. I'm not sad. I'm not sad and I'm not humbled because this is just the way things work. I don't think I'm doing the television commercials this year for college Choice 529 plans. Wait, didn't they just do that? Uh, that um, survey I, I, last year? I like ability factor. Yeah. Who's more likable than me in the state of Indiana? Damien. Well, you, well, Kristen. Kristen. Yeah, I wish. guys. Kristen. Wait, hold on a second. Kristen, are you doing them? That'd be the oh best my plot God. twist Kristen ever. favors the gold. Fortune favors the bulls. Oh boy! Yeah, they haven't they haven't reached out, and so like, I'm, I I can't say I can't I don't really care. Uh, I always enjoyed it. Like it's a it's a challenging afternoon, right? To try to be good at something I don't do. Um, and I actually never watch the commercials. I don't watch much TV, and I don't care that they're out there. But it's almost like. At some point, someone made the decision of we're out of the Pete the Planner business. And that stings a little bit. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, at some point, this radio show will be canceled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast will live on forever, though. Uh, at one time at the the station uh, of where our show is, the, the flagship uh, station of which our show uh, appears or, or whatever, airs, uh, I had a good buddy who was in management there. And I remember just always talking to him like, Hey, when the day comes, cause I assumed he would still be there when we would lose the show. I need you to just text me. You're fired. And that's it. That's <laughs> it. I just need, I need a text. I want it to feel like really monumental, but now he's not there. So now it could get weird when the show ends and it will end at some point they're going to move on or better yet. Maybe I'll quit before they fire us. You think maybe they they just stop playing it on Sundays? They wouldn't tell you. You keep you keep sending it in, and it just wouldn't be on there. We well, get that's what they, for something. It's funny you <laughs> mentioned that, Dame. That's what the Indianapolis Star did when they stopped running my column. Is I sent a column in. It was supposed to run on a Sunday. It didn't run, and I emailed my guy, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we ended your column," <laughs> and I was like okay thanks for that and then whatever um good times this is a fun topic public failure is fun Mm. yeah i think i think the goal will be to quit the show before we get fired right it's how much because you're you're running you're running a race with an undetermined finish line at that point you don't i mean i guess it's whatever you say it is it's like a dutch auction yeah. Do, do we go out with a with a bang? I mean, like with 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 uh, things that need to be censored and beeped out on no, that, that no, last no. segment. Oh, okay. I'll say this. I oh I'm uh oh yeah hey yay I'm uh I'm seeing a charity event this weekend this Sunday morning, which I look forward to. I like helping the charity. Um, I've not done one since last year at this time. The same charity event. I feel like I'm a different person since then. I don't know if I'm going to be charming in front of a thousand people this year. <laughs> Last year, I could still hold it together. This year, uh, I don't know. I don't think I can charm a thousand people on a Sunday morning. You uh, you better start working on that at home. I'm going to charm Mrs. Place. If you, if you can charm charm Mrs. Planner, you're in good shape. That's why I said I don't think we're in good shape this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Along okay. those same lines, I had someone yesterday tell me that 
she noticed that I was really quick on my feet thinking. And I was like, well, you see, there's this thing called the Pete the Planner show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say Dame showed out here in the last week here at work. And he was put in an incredibly uncomfortable position and was forced (laughs) to think on his feet and, 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 Experts say the reason is because he's forced to do so every week on the radio show. Dame, what say you? I think I've been trained for that moment for the last three or four years of my life. It, it all came full circle mm-hmm. when oh, I love the it. internet shut down and left me on a Zoom call with half a dozen uh, <laughs> employees and a very, very large employer. Just hey, Dame, say something funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that was me. Laughing. Okay. Um, all right. Let's do the show because I, Jeremiah, I have a heart out at the top of the hour. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. We're playing a little game today called Would You Rather? The financial version. Damien Dunn is today's host. So, ladies and gentlemen, Damien Dunn. Our next question for our contestants. Would you rather take out an adjustable rate mortgage or not buy the house? Oh, man. This is tough. It's actually not tough. I think this is the easiest one, but I think it's the hard. It's easiest one for me personally, but I think in the marketplace, it's it's uh, easy the other way. So I, I would not buy the house. Actually, now that I say that, I feel like I'm being a tough guy. <laughs> Oh, these are, this is terrible. Kristen, I think it's your turn to go first. <clears throat> Can I know that part of the game is not knowing any additional details, but it's a, how, how many years until my first interest rate adjustment, Damien? Three. And we'll say three. three. Yeah. That's mm. a three. Well, five. Four. Seven. Um, I... I would have a really hard time being an advocate for buying the house. But I think the counter argument to that is, and these sound like famous last words, um, can it get worse? (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, mm, I, I have a lot of faith in my ability to figure stuff out. And I think that's a recipe for disaster when an adjustable rate mortgage gets involved. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, also, I mean, we're, we're also noting, are, are we noting the times we live in Dame? Like, are we noting sure. that interest rates are sure. at seven, seven and a half percent? I mean, because not to, not to cause any massive mistakes for anyone here, but interest rates got nowhere to go, but down. No, <laughs> not, not yet. Although I did not see uh, bef- bef- this morning, I did see uh, that uh, the thirty-year had dropped under seven in some areas. So yeah, maybe, that's maybe... a little. Yeah, but that's not a. Yeah, but the Fed just raised interest rates like two days ago again. I can't explain it, Kristen. I'm just reading the news. Well, so isn't it? Would you rather is like the the Fed starts to lower interest rates the first time they go back down? Do you? buy a house then do you get an arm then or do you wait to buy a house because it's a downward trend like isn't that a better would you rather on the first tick down uh potentially i mean i I think there's an argument to be made that um if if you're going if you want the house you want to use an arm you look at the the contract and make sure that you can 
uh, pay whatever you know that that max rate jump is for that that first that first time. So, I maybe maybe you could use an arm uh, and get away with it, but I I don't think we're going to see a reduction in interest rates in the next eighteen to twenty four months. Would be my guess. Whoa, whoa! I don't. This first time we've heard this prediction. Breaking news right here on the. Pete the Planner Show. Dame says no rate reduction for eighteen to twenty four months. Is that like a? Is that like? A, are you putting that out there, or are you just floating it? Like, what are we doing? What is that real? Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I might have listened to a well known economist a week or two ago that that kind of went through what he anticipates and what actually different members of uh, Fed boards have put out there for what they think interest rates are going to do over the next um, 12, 18, and twenty four months. And I I think it's going to bump up a little bit more uh, slower uh, half a point here half a point there and then they're going to hold steady for a while and the thing we have to remember is that big macroeconomic changes like this don't take effect immediately and it's it's going to be a while to see how this this all washes out so even if they get to a point where they think they've uh, they've raised them enough they're going to sit on it for a while. It's, it's not going to be a, a, we ran it up and now we're going to start backing it back off quickly thereafter. All right. What is next on Would You Rather the Financial <laughs> Would you rather pay down debt or sit on cash right now? Well, here's the problem there. It's like the debt is, it, if it's like consumer debt, like on a store credit card or a, major credit card it's at an increasing rate i mean it's going to be at a pretty high rate and then your cash isn't i mean although it's earning more than it used to oh it's tough it would depend on how much cash i had in excess of what i'm paying down kristen you answer first i think that you have to have some balance here because you need to be a little bit more aggressive and flex that seat or that um debt pay down muscle but as several of my answers have alluded, I'm very pro cash right now. Just I'm very risk adverse. So I don't know that I would encourage a very aggressive debt pay down or like depleting cash to pay off a debt if you have it available. I think it'd be really hard for me to give that recommendation right now. I think if you're paying the credit card payment with your income, I could see sitting on the savings. Mm-hmm. But if you're dipping into your savings... Mm-hmm. to pay the credit card. Yeah. I think the the answer is different because I don't mind reducing consumption and spending to handle that issue. I think that makes sense. It's where you haven't changed your consumer behavior to to allow for carrying the debt. See, I think that's like one of the sneaky things about debt is there's the idea of carrying the debt and then there's reducing your consumption to carry the debt and reducing your consu- consumption to carry the debt is a very healthy activity, which will lead to getting out of debt. But they're not, you know, it's not a circle Venn diagram here. There, there is not always overlap between those two groups. I think you only dip into the cash up to the amount that you can replenish in 12 months. 
I mean, look, I, I'll say uh, I actually wrote uh, a column about it this week. Uh, I, I came across $500 in a very strange way uh, that was sent to me here in the last couple of weeks. It was just sort of it felt like magic money, like finding $10 on the street or getting a gift card. And it was like, oh, and previously I'm a big burn uh, money, burn hole in my pocket on found money, mm-hmm. money like that. If I get mm-hmm. a gift card for my mom for Christmas dinner by dessert, I have ordered a sweater. Whereas my wife has a drawer at home full of gift cards over the years. So this $500 to me, I was like, okay, well, I, I saved it. And like, I, I'm at a place where I'm trying to get cash heavy, not out of the market, by the way, people, but in, in lieu of spending, I am saving because I just want to, I'm not worried about parting with emergency savings because of an emergency, but I just feel better that it's there and I feel better that there's more. That's how I feel about the next couple of years. Are we ready for the last question? Oh yes. Let me get the music ready for the last question. Okay, here we go. Peter, you're age 55. No, I'm not. I'm 44. I just look 55. Sorry. For this question, you're age 55. Do you continue to DIY your financial, uh, sorry, your investment management, or do you hire a financial advisor? I mean, come on. I mean, it's obvious of what I would do. Maybe, but me, but yeah, actually, you know what? This is a more interesting question than you might think. Because I am no longer an investment advisor, and I'm barely a a reasonable financial uh, mind at this point. I have a financial advisor, Mm-hmm. But you're saying if I was DIY at 55, I said maybe I shouldn't have put your name in front of it. The average person, 50, age 55, oh. retirement is just over a couple hills. <laughs> I, that was nice. I like how you painted that picture. <laughs> um, I mean, you hire a financial advisor. It's foolish to try to go your own at 55, especially with social security choices on the horizon, just over three hills. Huh. Kristen, do you? <laughs> I I agree. I think that you hire the advisor. Circle gets the square. That's a Hollywood Squares reference. Have you ever seen that show, Kristen? Yes. What? I used to you watch have? the Game Show Network with my grandparents. Don't oh. bring your grandparents in this now, Dame and I feel worse. Coming up after the break, <laughs> the biggest waste of money of the week. We hope you enjoyed uh, first edition of Would You Rather, the financial edition, right here on the Pete the Planner radio show. Okay, Pete, I, I know you have... My... <clears throat> Go ahead, yes. Oh, I know. no. You bring up your grandparents in reference <laughs> to Dame and I making a pop culture <laughs> reference. Sorry. It's like Pete, didn't you did didn't you uh date uh Judy Garland? Like, no, I'm not that old. Okay. <laughs> like I'm not I enjoyed Wizard of Oz, but I, she is not a contemporary of mine. Um, so the housing one, I can't let that one go. The arm <laughs> or do you not buy the house? Because and my question quickly is that. We so often are like, don't time the market, don't time the market when we're talking about like 401k contributions, investing for retirement. Um, And if someone is in a position where they can objectively afford to buy a house, is there a bad time to buy if they can objectively afford it? 
I don't think. Uh, okay, yeah, great question. So an arm, but but uh, it go, if arm is the strategy of you think the interest rates are going down, I think it's a reasonable thing to do. If you get an arm because you think your income is going up and you're going to be able to afford a house, then that's bad. That's Valid. the way I think of it. I guess I was already in the first camp of like saying that we think that in the next three, five, seven, whatever years, the interest rates, we would have an opportunity to refinance. Um, so maybe I wasn't looking at like the whole picture when I was thinking about that. All right, let's, let's get this. Let's do this. Uh, lo siento, Jeremiah. I do Jeremiah like all the, uh, the participation. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> viewers have given us That's awesome. i know yeah we call it engagement in the biz called engagement in the biz in three two one this week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the pete the planner show is the apollo stress management uh thingamajig sorry i got distracted uh the apollo stress management wearable many wearables track your health but Apollo is designed to actually improve it. Can I get a quick time out here? Yeah. I love ad copy. I love <laughs> ad copy. I always imagine Don Draper standing in front of a room with a, a flip chart showing ads in, 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 in storyboards. Uh, and I continue. The wellness accessory utilizes soothing touch therapy to help reduce stress and enhance relaxation, sleep, focus, and recovery. It can be worn on the wrist or ankle or attached to your clothing and acts as a hug for your nervous system, <laughs> engaging with your sense of touch by sending silent, soothing vibrations. Or you could even put it in your pocket. I, add, I added that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Developed by neuroscientists and physicians, the technology is, present, uh, is proven to improve heart rate variability while rebalancing your nervous system to help with the mind transition from fight or flight to rest and digest. I love copy. I love copy. Over time, your body learns to recover from stress more quickly so you can relax sleep better, and find deep, meaningful focus. The Apollo Neuro app can control the wearable to switch between modes to keep you focused at work, help you recover after a workout, and drift off to sleep at night. Like most practices, consistency is the key, so the more you use it, the better it works. Okay, guys, and by guys, I mean guy and gal. What does it cost to have your stress managed by a wearable? Too much. I uh, call me skeptical, but I know skeptical. I don't see how a, another thing I'm going to put on my wrist is going to reduce my stress. Uh, it's, it's several three, hundred. Yeah, three ninety nine, three hundred ninety nine dollars. I think Dame's point is the point here. It's like uh, maybe some exercise, maybe some like I don't. I mean, vibrating on my wrist doesn't make me feel good. I don't know. I can't, I can't believe it's not a monthly subscription, frankly. I mean, it looks like something that is just bound to come with some sort of su subscription to track your stress levels, all sorts of stuff. I I, I, I'll, I think it's safe to say, and I'll speak for myself. You all can nod or whatever. Uh, last three years have been uh, stressful. <laughs> just like pretty, <laughs> pretty, they've been pretty bad. Um, 
the idea that strapping a vibrating thing on my arm or or sliding it into my front pockets doesn't seem like it solves the problem to me there's just no way i mean they can tell you like change your brain for fight the copy is beautiful i just think that's a a giant waste of money financial would you rather fourth segment edition would you rather have one of those or one of those giant reclining massaging chairs oh yeah giant reclining massaging chair i'll say this and i put this out there to apollo um send me one of these i will test it us us you want it to oh oh, yeah Yeah. i will write a beautiful review if i am wrong Okay, send us $1,200 worth of wearables. That's three <laughs> wearables for the crew here. And we will be honest. And we, if it is great, commercials for life. But I think I just broke payola. Every year at the radio station, Dame knows this. Kristen, you don't know this. I can't endorse things that I've been given for free or mm. paid to promote without clearing it with the radio station. Because there's like a big thing back in the 90s where people did that. So Apollo, don't send it to me. And I, <laughs> Dane, what's in the news this <laughs> week? Offering neither a window view nor easy access to the lavatory, the middle seat is indisputably the least desirable spot to sit on a flight. In fact, only 0.6% of more than 7,500 voters polled prefer or perhaps more likely accidentally voted for <laughs> the middle seat, <laughs> according to a recent social media poll by Virgin Australia. That number might soon go up if the airline's scheme to get passengers to willingly book the dreaded middle seat is a success. Virgin Australia has launched a middle seat lottery, a special raffle worth about $145,000 U.S., and it's only open to those who sit in the middle seat voluntarily or involuntarily on a flight. From now until April uh, 2023, any Velocity Frequent Flyer member age 18 and older who has seated the middle seat can use the airline's app to enroll in the lottery. Prizes, you ask? Of course there are. They'll be awarded uh, to the winner of the Lucky Draws. Among the innovative gifts up for grabs are a full-day helicopter pub crawl, a two-night holiday in some town in Australia, including flights, accommodation, and a bungee jump. Talk about stress. Here's what I don't understand. like, what? Why incentivize people to sit in the middle seat? Just stick people with the middle seat. Who cares? That know. happens to me every time because I don't choice. pay for my seat. Isn't this but, cheap publicity, though? I mean, they're they're getting lots of run for $145,000 U.S.? I mean, no, lots of publicity. They're on a dumb podcast right now. <laughs> like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to Virgin. I had to find that story somewhere, Pete. I didn't just materialize. I don't know what they're getting. It's, so it was all over the news. So, so what you're saying is 145000 plus the, the bungee jump and a walkabout. Uh, the expenses for that is just a PR spend. Cheap advertising. Because there's really no benefit. Like, I, I, There's no benefit to the airline other than the PR because it's like, yeah. who cares if someone wants to sit in the middle seat or not? We're, the plane's leaving. Get on and eat your peanuts unless... Someone has a nut allergy in row uh, 34A. That's Biscoff. Uh, What else is in the news? The labor shortage has a lot of businesses struggling to find employees, but a Miami Chick-fil-A owner-operator may have discovered the secret sauce for staffing. Polynesian sauce. Amen. Amen. Chick-fil-A sauce. Justin Lindsay's recipe for attracting employees was his idea to switch his employees to a three-day, 14-hour work week. 
not too we, long ago. It's uh, three days, 14 hours a day. Oh, 14 hours a day. Oh. Okay, that's, yeah, okay. three days. That's where I was. Four, okay. Yeah, it was poorly written. I should have adjusted that before I yeah. read it. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, not too long ago, business was booming for Lindsay, but his employees were getting burned out. He says some of them were working 70 hours a week. So earlier this year, he overhauled weekly schedules. He divided a staff of 38 into two groups and alternated weekly schedules into three-day blocks of 13 to 14-hour shifts. That's what like nurses and doctors do, right? And firefighters? Uh, firefighters are 24 on, 48 off. But yeah, I'm saying like aggressive yeah. hours. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. So an hourly um, fast food worker, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's something attractive is 14 hours a day for three days in a row. Apparently. I, I mean, we thought we were going crazy with four-day work weeks, but here's thir- three days a week, 14 hours a day. Does Dude. it appeal to you at all? Yes. Well, okay. It's millennial time I, starring go. Kristen Alanius. I really? mean, I know we don't, we don't have that much time left, but I I know a lot of people who work like 312s or 410s that really, really like that. Um, I I think it, it might be incentivizing. I want shorter weekends because I like to work. I don't know. Like I like my family's fine sometimes, but like I I like being I like being heat in my office doing things. <laughs> Am I crazy? Not the same amount of hours. I think it'd be really really tough at a Chick Fil A. I mean, people are yeah. up moving all the time. Fourteen hours on your feet with, I mean, minimal breaks. I'm sure you've got certain ones you have to take, but that would be tough. And by the thirteenth hour, it's certainly not your pleasure. No, you know, it's all your pleasure. (laughs) I mean, that's interesting. And here's the other thing about that. At that point, you're eating three meals at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Which is incredibly delicious and arguably a bad health decision, (laughs) which then makes your life worse. Right. They have fruit, right? You've got you've got the next four days to work out. Okay, Kristen, so you're suggesting someone who's working a 14-hour day at Chick-fil-A chooses fruit to solve their problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I take it back. That's all we have time for this week. Send you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is Pete the Planner. Ciao. All right, that's it. I was going to make a, aren't you glad you're not working five days a week? Orange, because it was a fruit cup. I couldn't get it out because we ran out of time. Sorry. What a bummer. The people missed out on that. Now, the podcast people got it, but the radio people are like, you know, I could have used another joke. I'm never listening to that show again. Too bad. They got fired anyway. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, boy. Okay. Well, this was something. Indeed. I liked that game. Can we do more games? Yeah, we're going to have to have a little brainstorming session on what other games we could figure out. Yeah, Kristen, not only am I asking you to do your normal job, travel uh, to Chicago to do your job, but you also need to continue to do high-value production on this radio show. Okay, Um, yeah. She doesn't doesn't have to make her trip next week, so she's got time. Dame, are you going to miss a show here in the next couple weeks for your trip, or is that midweek or something? Uh, I'm going to miss one for sure, and then I wasn't sure what we were doing over the Thanksgiving break. We're giving thanks, you jerk. What, okay, I mean, what else I, do you think we're doing? I'm only going to miss one. Oh, no, we're doing a show, but we're going to give thanks. Okay, well, I can, I'll can. i have my stuff. I can set up a remote. That'd be fun. Um, this year, I'm surprising my family. 
I might not make turkey. I might make lamb, and I was going to call it Shanksgiving. Nice. Like lamb shank, Shanksgiving. What do you think? Uh, I think that might be the cost-effective way to go because turkey is uh, going to be about 75% more expensive than it was in 2019. I think we just get to slaughtering lambs early. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Clarice. It's gra- <laughs> so graphic. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, we're going to have lamb. But the second you're like, hey, let's slaughter a lamb. And then it's like, I don't care for lamb anymore, sir. Yeah. All right, here's the question. Here's the question. Here's the question. Kristen, how many times a year do you consume lamb, mutton, or sheep product? Uh, in, 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 how much? Um, I have a third of a lamb in my freezer. So. Wow. Whoa. You have a third of a lamb in your freezer? Yes. How do you typically eat the lamb? It's it's all like ground. Ground lamb. So what do you make like a pasta sauce or you do lamb burgers? What, what do you do? Um, I like to do like a Mediterranean inspired bowl with like rice and ground lamb. Um, and I have a recipe for lamb burgers, but I haven't tried it yet. You know what? I mean, I have. I hold you in about the highest regard of anyone I know. I even want you to know that, Kristen. You've gone further up. Thank you. You were tipping over the edge, almost towards the decline. That's <laughs> how high. I love lamb. I love lamb. Dame, uh, lamb consumption at the Northern Duns, Aqua Duns household. You know the answer to this? I do. None. Zero. Yeah. Zero. 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 We're lamb probably once every other month. But usually we'll make like a lamb bolognese and I love lamb shank during the winter and I love lamb chops on the grill. Dude, I dig on some sheep. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but mutton. You know what I'm saying? Oh my. (laughs) I got to go. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) How about veal? Dame veal? I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to sheep either, but uh, we just, it doesn't cross my plate very often. Kristen, uh, do you uh, reveal the veal? No? Can't do it. I'm, you know, veal, if I'm at a good Italian restaurant, I'll have veal. And every once in a while, we'll get ground veal and make veal bolognese. Um, yeah, interesting. Duck, Dame, how are you, are you on the canard? What do you think about the duck? Uh, it's okay. Uh, I mean, it's it's not something we make at home, but uh, I think Mrs. Advice will have it every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that poultry, lady? Uh, no, I grew up on a lake, so ducks were like almost like distant pets. It, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I have to go. Um, thanks, everybody. Uh, I'm now hungry. I'm going to go to a butcher shop and have some of the more exotic proteins. Uh, stay getting money. <laughs>